We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Good evening, all you ghouls and gals in podcast land. I'm the host and mayor of the greatest place in all of horror, Slash City. Join me, Sam Karras, as I discuss the iconic franchises while uncovering hidden slasher gems. We talk the history of the genre, rank the best kills, and I tell you exactly what it takes to survive a horror film. The Slash City Podcast. Stop on by for a bloody good time. Now, back to our show. For Nerds by Nerds Production. Back to the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. I'm your host Josh. Today we are doing something super cool. We're going to be breaking down the brand new Halloween Kills trailer, and I am not alone to do this. Uh, welcoming back to the show finally after a very long hiatus from this show and his own show is my good friend Mr. Sam Karras from Slash City Podcast. What's up, buddy? Good evening, Josh. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me on. So happy you're here. Oh, so excited to be here. So happy. it's a good topic today. I'm excited for this topic. Yeah, I know. Once, well, immediately when I saw this drop, I was like, "Sam's back in the game. I gotta hit him. <laughs> I need this." You but, you told me about this, and within two minutes, I had already accomplished what we're about to talk about. Yeah, Sam was on vacation, and I was like, "You gotta stop what you're doing." <laughs> yeah. I was out of state with the family, and immediately put everything on hold to watch this. But yeah, well, before we get into this, why don't you? Remind uh, the people that do know you and all of our fans that don't know you exactly who you are and what your show is all about now that it's back on the air. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. So my podcast is the Slash City Podcast. We review slasher films. Uh, we're kind of going chronologically right now. So we're in the golden age, which is 1978 to 1984. Uh, I typically break down one movie per episode. We kind of walk through the ins and outs of it. I talk to kind of uh, my favorite shots, my favorite characters, my favorite kill. Uh, and at the end, we uh, rank kind of each part of the episode and give an overall grade. And it's fantastic. One of the best theme songs in podcasting. <laughs> Thanks. Fantastic. But yeah, Sam's been on a little bit of a hiatus. He just had a baby. Well, baby Zuko. Yeah, yeah. Baby Zuko, you got it. <laughs> well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. But he refused to name Jason Voorhees cares. Yeah, we went through so many different names, right? It's just Freddie wasn't flowing, Jason wasn't flowing, Michael wasn't flowing, but somehow we just kind of uh, found a film classic, even though it wasn't a slasher, right? It still works. Yeah, I mean, he ain't got many years left. John Travolta's due to kill somebody. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> if that happens, I'll be right back on here with you. We'll discuss. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we Sam has been on before. We've discussed uh, many things. He was on for Lost Boys the last time he was mm -hmm. on. Me and Ben went on to his amazing show, and we'll be doing that definitely again. Absolutely. Um, and we love horror movies, so we are going to break down this this trailer. We're going to watch along after we after we give our general thoughts. We'll we'll play this in the background. You won't be able to see it or hear it, but uh, we'll kind of talk along with it and pause it and point out certain things. But just overall, Sam, what were you what were your thoughts immediately after watching this? So uh, my first thoughts. So. You know, we talked about this a little bit before. So I'm, I'm usually one of the first ones when there's a reboot, when there's a sequel, I'm the first one to kind of poo poo it. Right. I'm, I'm kind of a, uh, I like the classics. I like the originals. I don't like when series go on too long. Um, but the moment this came on, I'm not going to lie. I had, I had the goosebumps right away. Uh, this had me hooked. I think, I think when we talk about Michael, Jason, Freddie, Chucky, Ghostface, all, you know, all, all the, the classic characters, uh, the classic slashers, I think we just kind of start to miss them, right? When there's a lull between these franchises um, and, and the time comes for a new one to drop, uh, it just gets the juices flowing again, right? I love the independence, um, but when it comes back to the, to the major ones, um, like I said, the heavy hitters, it's just something different, right? And seeing Michael's, Michael's mask all over again, it, it got me excited immediately. Yeah, that is like we we discussed. You were you did a segment once uh, discussing the the Mount Rushmore of slasher movies. Yeah, 
And that's why like I kind of ding Leatherface for that. Because now they've put out, they've just kind of chugged out so many movies that nobody's given a shit about that it's like yeah it's, it's um, taken away from his rep a little bit <laughs> it's here's what's hard is like and, and they kind of run into this with the new halloween spinoff here right it's it's how do you where do you take the story and i think too many times they've kind of veered away from leatherface like they went back to his childhood and then they kind of put him in, in you know different situations and it's i think that's hard is it's coming up with new storylines for these characters because when you just kind of line up bodies to kill, I think that's where the Friday 13th started to trail off, right? It was just like, how can we get creative with these kills? Because we're not really bringing anything new to the story. And then they rebooted that, but they had to start from scratch. So I think it's hard, right? It's hard to come up with fresh ideas for these characters, but still everybody craves these characters. So it's that's the predicament, right? That is, yeah. Well, it's also a thing of like, can you keep the feel of the movies? And we've yeah. discussed this in, in length before of movies just not feeling like they belong in a series because they're not filmed the same way. Like technology is too advanced now that these movies just like look at the, I like the Friday the 13th remake, but it doesn't feel like a Friday the 13th movie. Cause it's not yeah in the eighties. It's not grainy. It's not, it's too produced. Like I don't think you, you can't separate yourself from that. Cause even the lowest budget movies now look better than movies from the eighties. did. Yeah, no, I agree. And I love the grain, right? Um, I, I hate when we go to HD, really TV and, and movies in general. I have a hard time with the newer HD. I'd rather go back to my, my grainy VHS tapes, to be honest. <laughs> to me, that's just how films are supposed to be viewed. Um, but I think another really hard thing, right, is, is it's never a consistent director. So you get a new you know, team coming in, a new crew, a new cast, new writers, and then they're kind of picking up with the last one left off. But everybody's got their new ideas, their new contributions they want to make to the franchise. I think that's why it kind of spins different ways at times as well, right? So it's Leatherface always has a different look because everybody wants their own kind of touch to it. Um, the same thing with the Friday 13th. He's, you know, consistent with the mask, but at the same time, everybody kind of wants to take the storyline, you know, in a different direction. And, and that's hard because, you know, we get to things like telepathy, like later on in the Friday 13th. And then in Halloween, we get the thorn and all these other theories and Sam Hain and all that. So it's, you know, they, they get too deep into these stories, I think, when they can do just as well at surface level. So it's, yeah, it, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to keep like stuff like this alive and keep people interested. Well, it's one of those things. I think that like where it started to have faults in the 80s is the exact same thing that would get like people back on board now is if you just set these movies all in the 80s again and started just being like, these are just random people we don't give a shit about. Kill, kill, kill. Like let's get creative and make it fun. I think people would get much more back on board with these films than keep trying to like retcon or reboot or, or erase films or whatever. Yeah. And it's hard because if you can't really set it in the present, right? Because we're so attached to our phones. We have our cell phones everywhere we go and how lame would it be? You know, if they're hiding in the woods texting for help, like it's yeah, but yeah, let's let's talk about this trailer a little bit. It does uh, it does start right where the last movie end, which I do always like. I like when there's not a gap because then it kind of I feel like picking up right where you left off is a good like foothold of making sure your movie is filmed the same way. Because I'm now, how do how do you feel about Friday Thirteenth when they do like the ten minute recap though? Do you like that? Like <laughs> I in, don't like that, that <laughs> in last week's episode. Yeah, the recap is just like that is just. A way to it's keep lazy, right? It's, it's a yeah. quick way to get to like 90 minutes. But I mean, picking up here instead of being like opening on a burnt down building and being like, yes. we don't know how he got out. Like that is fine. And I, I think I'll like this movie. Um, but I wasn't blown away by 2018 either. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was fine, but I feel from the looks of this trailer, I feel like I'm going to have kind of the same problems I had with 2018, which is it doesn't just because you put Michael Myers and it doesn't make it feel like a Halloween movie because some of the stuff that you're having him do and see in this is not very Michael Myers. Like it's more like you have writers and a director who are going, wouldn't it be cool to see Michael do something like this? And it's like, yes, but would he do something like that? Would he fight an entire firefighting team on the front yeah. lawn of a burning building? Like, right. Uh, 
some of the things they show, like in the in 2018, like where the cop car rolls up and it's got the cop's head in it carved into a jack-o'-lantern. It's like that's purely just because this movie is called Halloween. It's not logical. It's not time effective. Like, how the fuck would he have had time? To, was he up there just hanging out, doing his thing? Like, Or like when he crushes Sartain's head with his foot and his head explodes like a fucking watermelon. Mm-hmm. It was like, he's not, he doesn't have fucking super strength. You can't crush a man's head like that with a foot. It just, it just, when you're reading, you're rebooting this and you're taking away every sequel except for the first one. The first one is a very realistic movie. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. And then you go um, pretty much immediately off the deep end of like, he ripped this guy's teeth out and he's squishing this guy's head and he's, and he's cutting this guy's head off with no weapon. Like he didn't even have a weapon at that point. And just kind of like seeing the things in this where it's just kind of like ultra violence for ultra violence sake. It's like, uh, he's more of like an in the shadows type of killer. Not really like an in your face. Look at this. And also like, would other people act like that? I don't think a fireman is going to be firing up a fucking saw to attack a man because he's a t- like, they just all jump on him. Maybe be running or they run and get the hell out of there. Right. Away. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I, you're, you're really right on that because going back to the original, it's very slow and methodical. Right. And you think about there's only a handful of kills in that movie. One's a strangulation. One, he, you know, uh, stabs the guy in the door as he holds him up. Oh, is that Paul? And then, you know, with PJ Soul's character, he strangles her with the phone cord. So, I mean, they're, they're not really brutal deaths, right? And he's somebody who kind of, we see him from a child at the very beginning, and then we move into when he escapes. And uh, he's, he's kind of moving in a pair, pattern where even when he kills, he's kind of figuring out who he is at the same time. You know, he's got that classic when he, when he nails Paul to the door with a knife and he kind of tilts his head a little bit. For me, that's always been a moment of, does he really understand what he's doing? Like, why is he kind of, I don't think he's like, look what I just did. Isn't this great? Like I'm a, I'm a crazy psycho killer. He's kind of like in almost childlike wonderment of what's happening. Right. So we're, I, I get, we never really get into his mind right in the first one, but he's just never been the type who just goes on a murderous rampage just for, for the sake of it. But, but I think what, you know, a great point you bring up too is what's really, you know, different about this one or the one before this was, we really had to rethink everything we knew about Halloween because usually when a movie picks up, it either reboots from the very beginning or it's, you know, sequels down the road. This was saying, let's keep the first one because they had to, right? Because the first one is such a classic. They can't be like, well, let's just start over from the beginning because everyone's going to be like, well, forget that. Cause you know, the, the, it's, it's the Godfather of slashers. So they try to pick it up from the first, but then, then they do some things like I, I noticed in this, in this reboot, the 2018, they mentioned like, uh, like, oh, I heard that was her her brother. And like, oh, no, that's just a rumor. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. And so they're they're telling us about the sequels. They're making us remember like, oh, well, they're not actually related. But that was never a question in the first one. The idea that that was her brother came up in the second one. So there was no reason for anybody to think that if we're, if we're forgetting about two on, and this is kind of picking up from, from one. So it's just like we're talking to the audience to kind of fill them in on what's happening. But really within the story, that doesn't make any sense for them to say that. Yeah. And there's like so many nods to the to the older films. Like you see the masks from three in the first one. You see them in this one. You see, uh, I think there's a Mark of Thorn in graffiti in the bathroom scene in the 2018 one. According to Celtic legend, one child from each tribe was chosen to be inflicted with the curse of Thorn. And there's just there's just tons. And originally in this one, in Halloween Kills, Tommy Doyle returns, played by Anthony Michael Hall. They originally wanted the the kid that played him in the in the first one because the girl that plays Lindsay is returning. Mm hmm. Um, cause she's like a real housewife of Beverly Hills. She's on one of those shows. Really? Is she really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. And, uh, he didn't want to come back. So they were going to have Paul Rudd come back. I was just going to make that joke. Oh gosh. <laughs> they, they, Paul <laughs> Rudd. Like, oh, they didn't want Paul Rudd. 
Yeah, they wanted him, but he was doing Ghostbusters. So he's like, oh, I'd love to, but I can't. I'm busy right now. <laughs> the thorn symbol is actually a constellation of stars that appears from time to time on Halloween night. Whenever it appears, he appears. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, no how way. much would that have fucking confused the shit out of people? To be yeah, like, you can't do that. Related, but here's Paul Rudd again. <laughs> yeah, we lived through that once. And uh, I don't know. I just I also feel like this trailer shows way too much. Yes. Absolutely. Like, I think like immediately while watching it, I just had this like disappointment, like fall over me. Cause I'm like, this would have been cool if I saw it in the movie theater for the first time. Like, but now that I'm seeing it here, I'm not going to give a, f- like you, this, they yeah. show you basically the everything, every kill. I feel like every kill is in this trailer. And somebody said like, Oh, the script got leaked last year. This is only like half the kills. And it's like, yeah, I didn't want to see half the fucking kid. Like, you could cut away and not show me how everyone is dying. <laughs> the, the idea of a trailer is to build, right? To build the tension. Yeah. To build the excitement, not to be like, hey, just in case you don't get a chance to see it, here's every kill. Also, a big problem that I had with 2018's Halloween that I feel like I'm going to have with this one is kind of the forced Laurie Strode storyline. You and Allison should not have to keep running evil dies tonight because all through 2018 all they talk about is how like they're linked and he was after her and like once he's out it's like oh he's coming for her he's gonna find her like they're destined Mm -hmm. to fight and shit and it's like he's not looking for her at all anytime she does pop up he's like fuck this i'm out of here and then they only have the confrontation at the end of the movie because someone drives him to her house (laughs) He doesn't give a shit that he's there, that she's there. He's only killing people that are there because there's people there. Mm-hmm. He's just on a warpath to kill anything in sight. Like, it's not, he doesn't seem to even recognize Lori, but they keep like pushing it that, like, oh, I've been, I've been practicing for this day. I've been, I knew this day would come. Like, he's my arch rival. He's waiting for me. I waited for him. It's like, you're just some drunk lady in the woods. Like, he just. <laughs> He doesn't even know who the fuck you are. <laughs> and even if, if we're just picking up after one, it doesn't even really make that much sense, right? Because it was just, you know, in, in an hour or two, one night, at least if you pick it up from two, he continues on to follow her to the hospital. Then it feels like he's really out to get her, right? But taking away two, I mean, it's, it's a random act of violence that happens in your teenage years. So, you know, to prepare for this moment when you're in your 50s now seems a little absurd at the same time. It does feel like they wanted to do this and the studio was like, we already did this with H2O. And they're like, what if they weren't siblings? And the studio is like, all right, (laughs) 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 we're listening. (laughs) Cause it just doesn't like with doing that and with him having been locked up for longer. And then you're trying to make us believe that he's coming for her it would make even more sense if they were still related. (laughs) Yes. Like, but also it's just that, that like clear, it's clear that he's not looking for her and, but they just keep talking about it. Like, and they're going to do it all through this movie. And it's like, I feel like you just keep putting yourself in his path now. (laughs) Like you're, you're kind of trying to force yourself into the headlines. (laughs) And that's why while H2O isn't, the best movie, right? It, it makes clear sense storyline wise. If you watch it as a trilogy, if you watch one, two and H2O, the whole thing makes perfect sense, right? Cause in two, she finds out they're related and now it makes all the more reason for her to be prepped and for her to be scared. Right. Cause now he has, he has a reason to come after her. And then 20 years later, there he is, he shows up and it ends beautifully, right? Even though H2O as a whole, isn't that great. It ends the exact precise way you want the storyline to end. She cuts his head off. It is perfect. We cue music. And that's it. They could have just left it there. And it was, it was just amazing. And then we got that God awful resurrection. That was so brutal. Trick or treat. Motherfucker. Yeah, that was, and that does kind of show what we were talking about earlier, how people got sick of just like nameless people that you don't care about being killed because that is 
That's exactly what Resurrection. that one is. Like it's just no one's, yep. no one's connected. No, you're not like you don't know any of these people. You don't sympathize with them. And then you add Buster Rhymes and, <laughs> and early internet doing kung fu against Michael. <laughs> like people just don't give a shit. But yeah, let's uh let's break this trailer down a little bit. We're okay. gonna watch it and we're gonna we'll pause at key points because there are there are definitely it sounds like we're shitting on it a little bit. There are good things to this. Yeah, I think I think immediately I got really uh really pumped up just from the way it started because it makes sense how we left off with one and this is also the intro to here we see Lori's burning house mm-hmm. this is the end shot of 2018 but this part here where the fire trucks going by and they're in the back of the truck this is the teaser that we got last halloween when they were like sorry our movie's not coming out but here mm-hmm. you go and I, I think this is cool fireman falling through the floor like mm-hmm. that's a cool idea of how to because that was kind of the big thing how the fuck are they going to get him out of this basement yeah he's spiked into the floor he's trapped there like how the fuck is he gonna get out of this house yeah and like you said we don't just cut to a burned down building right we pick exactly up where the movie left off and now we can actually see we don't we don't have to guess we don't have to be like oh how did he live through this like they show it and it and it makes sense through this process which i do i do appreciate i'm not sure that a group of firefighters would go into a building that is that engulfed in flames (laughs) without doing a little suppressing first (laughs) I mean, this thing is is every square inch is fire. Yeah. I mean, Michael grabs them. And do they have word at any point that there's actually people inside? Yeah. Like, who's to, who called them? I don't like that. Here's what here's what you were talking about. Yes. I don't like him like shifting this this fireman's axe yep. and like who's next? Nope. <laughs> like, it's just it's it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's just not. It's not Michael. Yeah, he's not moving, my, Michael. This is my biggest problem, this part that's about to happen here. Right here. This looks awful. This is the worst graphics. Like, I've, like this is some 1990s graphics. It doesn't look finished. It's embarrassing to put in your fucking trailer. And this, this neither, either needs to be fixed or taken out of the movie completely because it looks bad. You can tell the whole background is completely green screen. <laughs> Yeah. Because we got Michael just, I mean, a, a ball of fire coming out of the door behind him as he slowly walks forward. And I have no problem with his killing these people, but why, why are you showing every single... You just showed him wipe out an entire... Every single fireman that showed up. So you show, you've ruined the entire beginning of the movie. You've given away every death. You've... you've like what what is going to be in there now where you're going to watch it and go holy shit like you you saw everything you saw him stab the dude through the face you saw him rip a saw out of a man's hand and turn it on him like i'm you you kind of blew your load there there's not going to be anything i'm going to see that i'm going to be like oh my god this was even more extreme than the trailer <laughs> and that's going to be the theme for the entire trailer though right they're just they're just going to show far too much and and well yeah especially with the fact that you're guaranteed this is the first trailer so there's guaranteed to be more so yeah isn't there supposed to be a teaser or are they counting that from the one a year ago yeah i think this is supposed to be the actual trailer but like where do you go from here as a fan you should not watch any trailer after this if you don't want anything else spoiled for you because they're definitely going to put more into it yeah which is kind of, that has become kind of the problem with movies lately. And then they wonder like, why did the movies not do so good? It's like, cause you'd seen the whole fucking film before you went and saw it. Like Batman versus Superman is not great, but it was made worse by the fact that I, it's if they put out like 10 trailers before the movie was released. And if you put them all together, you can watch that whole movie in like 10 minutes. Cause you see a clip from every single scene in that entire movie. Like, these studios just can't help themselves to be like, we'll show you this and then that'll get them in. And it's like, no, that word of mouth afterwards will get more people in that maybe weren't interested in the beginning. Like they just put out the Shang-Chi trailer, like the official real trailer and they show abomination from the Hulk is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I would have freaked the fuck out in the movie theater if I did not know that going in. Now going in, once it happens, I'm going to be like, oh, there it is. There's that part from the trailer. Just like Hulk, when Hulk was in Ragnarok. 
yes, you kind of have to push that, but you could have, people would have went and saw it. And if you hadn't told anybody that he was in it, that would have been like the biggest fucking thing in the world. People would have freaked out and be like, I can't believe the fucking Hulk's in this movie. (laughs) And with social media, I mean, you can't underestimate word of mouth. I mean, is that the concern that if they don't put it out there, people aren't going to know because there are people that are going to see this movie regardless. Right. So why not build up that buzz from your fan base as opposed to just throwing it out there in the trailer? Yeah. And I'm, it's the same thing with, with, a, with a horror movie, right? Or with a slasher, at least. So many people are watching it for the kills. So if you're showing every kill in the trailer, all they're missing is some shoddy storyline in between, right? Because a slasher isn't going to have the, the peak storyline. At yeah, least yeah. with Halloween, it does have a storyline. But the majority of them don't even have much of a storyline. Yeah, these movies are not known for their writing. So. Right. <laughs> people aren't showing up for the drama and the acting. It's fine if you want to show this show that michael squares off with the fireman but don't show him actually killing people cut away so that the actual deaths are still a surprise when you go to the theater mm-hmm. and it is a running topic through this trailer they sh- they show every single kill on screen that they sh- they show you like he's not a- stalking around people or anything and oh maybe he'll get that one it's like no he yeah he got him <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna see it let's do this i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a body count for this whole thing right so what are we we, we five in right now is that five kills he yeah. killed you know he killed two in the house and then three outside we'll go with five sure i think that's five right off the bat let's let's see if we can count them up here and yet again we get this is the third halloween two that partially takes place in a hospital. <laughs> it's a third Halloween too, yeah. Here we get the sheriff from the from the 2018 one, and you're seeing. Uh, I mean, there's a lot more there that are dead. And this is going to be the part of a trilogy, right? The last yeah. one's going to be uh, Halloween. Halloween End. ends. Yeah, not the greatest title. Here we have an old man and a, and a, and a nurse. Now I'm not sure who this is supposed to be. Because yeah, I sure. do know that Sheriff Brackett is coming back for this series. The original actor is coming back, but it's definitely really? not this guy. I know this guy from Rescue Me, so like he must have just come upon this house. Because we saw this clip where he, sm- he reaches through the window and grabs him. We saw that in the original, but we don't need to see... And this him. is too much. This is too yeah. much right here, where he kills the nurse. They show and, the entire kill right there. And then kill that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Here we got Lori, like she's fucking Batman and just has to get back out on the streets because nobody can stop this man but this 60-year-old woman. (laughs) A kind of a problem I did have leaving 2018 is that she's 58 years old and they make her up like she's fucking 80. Yeah. Like they're like, how can we like you took a lady who's 58 years old in real life and made her look worse. To be like, look how old she is. It's like, it's 40 years later and she's 17. She's 57. Like, 57 is not old anymore. <laughs> like, she shouldn't even have gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got some grace. I don't appreciate that. I also don't think that she's old enough to be Judy Greer's mom. I don't think they're that far apart in age. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, I'm packing heat in my purse here. <laughs> oh, you put your knife in the purse. I don't really understand what they're doing with Andy Manichek's character here. Lori's granddaughter mm-hmm. is, is just like forced upon that she'll be like the new Lori character. I'm not just going to sit and watch another innocent person die. She's a high schooler. She has no like comprehension of what the fuck is really happening here. You have, you have a maniac serial killer going loose and she's like, I've never fired a gun before, but. Let's hunt him down. It can't be hard for me, <laughs> five-pound girl, to fire a shotgun. <laughs> Here we get the masks from Halloween 3. Yeah, yeah. All three of them. Where's the other one? Now, that character right there that we saw, you know who this is supposed to be on the right? No, who's this? This is her boyfriend on the left. That's Andy okay. Dick in the back. This is Lonnie from Halloween, the first Halloween. If you track Michael's victim... That's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. No way. Dr. Loomis. The schoolyard kid. Lonnie, get your ass away from there. Yeah. This is his dad. Her boyfriend. Oh, okay. And there is going to be a flashback scene because I've seen a still image. That's interesting. 
of Lonnie as a little kid running into Michael Myers. Yeah. Okay. He kind of looks yeah, like Yeah, because he, he's in that original scene where they're like, uh, yeah, he's going he's up. coming to get you. He's coming to get you. Oh, the yeah. boogeyman is coming. He kind of looks like Russell Crowe here. <laughs> he does. He does look like Russell Crowe. <laughs> if anyone could take down Michael Myers, it's a drunk Russell Okay, well, Crow. I'm interested in that, though. Did you read that somewhere? That there's going to be a flashback? Yeah. Yeah, I saw a picture. There's a there's a picture of like him him in the exact outfit that he's wearing. He's walking down the street and Michael's okay. like standing right behind him. Which right. I would have enjoyed some flashbacks in 2018 to maybe explain how Michael was captured instead of just being like, yeah, he collapsed down the street. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of taking yes. away the entire ending of, of the original one. Because that's really such the... Uh... That's that's what makes the ending so great, right? The fact that they look out and he's gone and he disappears, and we just kind of hear his breathing over every place throughout the movie, right? Every piece of setting. Yeah, and, and then he just, just collapsed in the middle of the <laughs> Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of take that last shot where there's nothing in the lawn, and then they just like pan over five feet and like, oh, there he is. And we got they said uh, Lonnie's like, if you look at his kills here, he is going directly to his old house, and it's like. Why wouldn't he just walk there? <laughs> like he's just killing things in the way, just to kill him. Where is it? Oh, yeah. So there we got we got Anthony Michael Hall. Okay. What do we do? We fight. As Tommy Doyle again. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Anthony Michael Hall and and Jamie Lee Curtis are the exact same age. <laughs> um, but he yeah he's. He's still in the. Uh, you would think that some of these like traumatized people would move the fuck out of Haddonfield, right? <laughs> like, like, oh, we're just gonna kick it and see what happens. But now they're all gonna come together and be like, yes, we'll hunt him as a team. Yeah, which is this is that is kind of like an interesting concept. Like the entire town is like, we're gonna take take our town back from this maniac, which I I like, but it does kind of take away from it that you have erased all the other movies because it's like you're building this up like a we finally had had enough of this. <laughs> Yeah. When it's yeah. Really like, oh, he, it was like once. This is a two night event. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was once 40 years ago and like three people died. Yeah. Like 40 years ago, he killed three people. And then 40 <laughs> years later, he killed about 127 people. On yeah, one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he kills more people before he gets his mask in the 2018 one than he did in the entire first move. Like he kills more people at that gas station than he kills in the entire first. Yeah. What do we got next? This Halloween. So Michael's just here outside the hospital. A lot of people think that. Yeah, the, what's that about? Like Michael finally does ca- get captured, and then all okay. the town comes to the hospital and is like, "No, nah, it's like release him to us, kind of thing." Fuck it, yeah, give him the yeah. mob. We're gonna fucking kill this dude. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm down to see that. But Lord, here you can see this is this is definitely in the beginning of the movie because that's Lori's armory in the basement. So basically, he went in there and hid. Because that has a door when the house is on fire until oh, okay. the fireman, and then he's like, "All right, I'm out of here." Okay, I'd love. To I see will that. say, uh, you know, based on this shot and the opening shot, I do, I do like his mask. I think they do his mask incredibly wrong, kind of in the middle of the original series. Um, I do like what they did with it this time around. I know four would be like perfect if his mask was right. Why now? You waited 10 years. I knew this day would come. Don't go to Haddonfield. If you want another victim, take me. But leave those people in peace. Please. Michael. God damn you. Because I love four so much, but yeah, just looking at his dirt no, it's face, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's rough. His mask also it looks more burnt here than in the like in the opening shots of this trailer, which take place definitely after this. It looked less burnt, so there does seem to be some some inconsistencies because they also show him in the teaser trailer from last year and the whole side of his face here, like you can see is all burnt. Like the mask is kind of burnt into his face. Mm-hmm. So I don't it know. It could just be how you're paused right now. I don't know if it's the, no, cause I've seen it in other, like more clear images. Okay. I'm wondering maybe he like gets a new mask during the movie or something. 
Well, we are going to see it gets taken away at some point right here in this trailer. Yes. There's another kill. That was Nurse. Oh, you'll know her name. The nurse from the original one? From the original? Yeah, they got her Yeah, because they, kill, they killed her in H2O. Yeah, and she's somehow still alive. That's her. Well, H2O doesn't count, right? So they bring her back again to kill her again. To do the and that's the exact scene from the original. Yeah, him smashing the window. But she's... Uh, uh, see, that's Lindsay. Lori is obsessed thinking that now now she just has all this like knowledge out of nowhere that Michael is some pure evil being and the more he kills people the stronger he becomes <laughs> that's kind of like an unnecessary uh, yeah. line there the more he kills the more he transcends this is uh Lori's granddaughter's boyfriend boyfriend who <laughs> when watching 2018 in the movie theater immediately i was like i don't like this kid's face can't wait to see <laughs> him die and then when the credits started rolling at the end, I was like, wait a minute. We didn't see that fucking <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> like, He needs to die. <laughs> so Michael's going to fuck him up here, but don't worry. She misses with a <laughs> close range weapon. Which I don't... Like, what is the play here? She, He's like turning a knife on her and she's Yeah, like, and she's like, do it. Do it, you fucking pussy. Yeah, yeah. Do it. So you see his mask here. His mask yes, yeah, he's clearly burned. But in the beginning shots, it did not look have that. So like when he's walking out, did you reshoot the opening of the movie? Or did you change production halfway through? Like what happened here? He does have quite the buzz cut going on in this (laughs) still frame. (laughs) Hopefully that's singed from the fire too, right? Otherwise he stops off for a fresh cut. (laughs) It's like, I can't rock this dude out in public. I need a mask. (laughs) I would love like a quick cutaway moment where he's like sitting in the barber chair and he's like, this is how she doesn't die. He catches a glimpse of himself in the mirror and he's like, oh, fuck now. <laughs> Can't have this. <laughs> what they do to me? But yeah. She's I, don't, a- I, don't, I don't know what that's about. Okay, now she's got his mask. You want your mask? Come and get it. Yeah. Is she like, because this is definitely the same scene. So did like, she was going to stab her daughter and, and, or Judy Greer ran up and fucking took his mask off and was like, come get it, bitch. I got a posse out here ready to fuck you up. Yeah. This is a very ballsy town. All these individuals are incredibly ballsy to be like, even when they're one-on-one with him, right? You couldn't find a better weapon than a shovel and a hockey stick. Like a hockey stick is not a weapon. sir. (laughs) I love that the guy in the middle has got his pajama pants on. They're like, we're rounding up a posse. He's like, well, I don't have time to get changed. I just got to run out from this, I guess. I'm already in my comfy clothes. (laughs) Let me get my athletic slides if we're going to be moving around. <laughs> and that's just kind of it. Jump uh, jump back. Yeah, jump back to the beginning here. Let's see what his mask looks like when he walks out. I want to see if he's got those same burn marks that we saw at the end. I really do hate that now that you brought that up. Yeah, looks real bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess by the way he's turned, it's hard to tell. It is hard to tell. But he looks like he has a lot more hair also. Yes, it does. So he get, maybe he gets flamethrowered. <laughs> another man in a in a bathrobe and a newspaper lights up a flamethrower yeah i don't i don't know there's um there's some things here i really like and then there's some things here that it's like kind of what we talk to right there's just they're just taking it in such a strange direction from a kills perspective they're showing far too much and it's it's got me wondering what they're going to do with the story because the way the way when he's stabbing the girl and she's like, just, just fucking do it, you pussy, or whatever she says to him, makes me wonder kind of um, like, are they finding something out about him where they can like manipulate him or stand up to him in some way? Like the fact that she, yeah. if he knows, like she's related to Jamie me, Lee, like somehow he's not going to hurt her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But I mean, it's not like he doesn't try to kill Jamie. Yeah, but that's see, that's where it would make more sense though, right? Because if if that was his sister, okay, and now this other girl's blood, it would make sense to where she could be like say something like that to him and it would make him kind of pause. But as a complete stranger just on a murderous rampage, it makes no sense at all. Yeah. Well, it's also like maybe we should talk to this girl in a padded cell for a second. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you telling him to kill you? Like you ain't got to that bad girl. You can live in the fucking suburbs. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like so ballsy though, right? Like who is that? This guy's like murdering people left and right. And you're just like, like, why wouldn't he kill you in a split second? So like, why would you take the time to like say that to him? Cause clearly he, from what we're seeing from every other scene, he's got no problem offing everybody in sight. 
Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering how they'll tackle that. Will there be some sort of like every time she shows up, he doesn't fight? But I mean, he is turning the knife on her. So, I mean, no one's forcing him to do that. It's very odd. I mean, I would I would much rather have had this trailer be like story beats and give us a little more of what the fuck is going on. What are his intentions? Stuff like that. And less here's half the kills like even if it is half the kills in the movies i didn't want to see them imply that they're there like show me characters and show me that they're in danger clearly i'm going to assume they'll die it's a fucking horror movie like like was he's not gonna hug him he's michael myers (laughs) and it's also the second of a we know a third installment is coming right so it's more about the story in the middle one because we know we're getting to a third. So the fact that the whole town is now hunting him down, it's not like we have to be worried that they're going to get him because clearly they don't. We've still yeah. got a whole another movie to come. Well, how, so this one should be more about that? progressing the story. Like, what's he going to do? Blow up the whole fucking hospital with the whole town in it? Like, <laughs> how do you get a third one out of this? He's going to pull a joker at the end, right? He's going to be walking out. <laughs> a lot of people think either Jamie Lee Curtis is going to die in this or she's going to die in the next one. Yeah. And it's one of those things where... Like they say, Michael will like will never die because they just want to keep making movies. But it's like it doesn't matter if he does because if you reboot this later, like right. you're just gonna go off a different continuity anyways. So like, cause did you ever see the original ending or he? Well, I guess you can't see it. Did you ever read about the original ending for 2018? No, because they they the ending. There's parts in the trailer for that you can see that aren't in the end of the movie and like Lori and Michael wind up like brawling out on the front lawn and they're like stabbing at each other. And then I think instead of Judy Greer shooting him with the rifle that she shoots him with, she shoots him with that crossbow that's in the basement mm-hmm. and like the neck. And then he like stumbles out into that mannequin graveyard or whatever she had and kind of like just falls down and dies. And I think Jamie Lee Curtis also died because this was supposed to be like a one-off and then they like tested it and people were like, fuck now, like you can't end it like this. And they're like, I guess, guess we'll make a trilogy. Yeah. And so here's, here's my, um, my feeling on that. I think they're going to kill both of them in the third one. And the reason I think that is, one, like you said, they can always reboot it down the road and do their own thing. But but two, we also know Carpenter is involved in these three. He hasn't been in any other one outside of the first one um, and, and painfully the second one, even though he didn't want to do it. But but he's voluntarily on board for these three and it's kind of got his consent. And I think that'll be the end for him because of his age. And then also with Jamie Lee Curtis and, and the fact that she's not going to come for another reboot. Right. So I think this is their last hurrah as a team, you know, Carpenter and, and Jamie Lee. So I think they're going to kind of go out putting their stamp on it, right? Their own book into their, their saga, their story. So I think we will see that. I think we'll see them both go, whether it's together, possibly. If, if not, you know, I think she'll go at some point earlier than him. Um, and then that kind of legacy lives on with her daughter and, and her granddaughter, right? But I think it's, that's how it's going to end in this third one. That's, that's my feeling on it. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, she's going to, like, tackle him off a cliff or something. <laughs> And, you know, that was really when they when they did eight, right? Because they kind of fell off the building together at the at the beginning. And then the knife went into her and then she kissed him or whatever. Um, I think there was that feeling of like she was going to go out with him. So weird. <laughs> yeah, it's I think they that's kind of been the story regardless, right? They're just kind of tied at the hip since the first one where they're, they're kind of a, a package deal. So I think it'll be that way in this third one. And I think that's that is how they'll salvage this. If they do reboot it, they'll just kind of like reset it in the eighties. That way, they can be like, "Oh, he's not seventy-five years old. This is in the eighties. He's still <laughs> twenty-year-old." You know what I mean? And that, but that's what complicates Halloween more than the other ones, right? Because with Friday Thirteenth, the only constant is is Jason from movie to movie. Because we we bring along another character maybe for the first couple minutes so he can off them, like in the earlier ones. And, and, you know, you get, you know, Corey Feldman for a couple, but there's no consistent storyline throughout the entire thing. It's just Jason. So all you have to do is pick him up and place him in the Camp Crystal Lake at any point. And it's really the same with Freddy, right? We can always get a new group of teens. He can haunt them in their dreams. But with Michael, he's so he's so tied to Laurie Strode that it's really going to be difficult down the road to to reboot this or redo it because it's the killer and the story are so 
so tied together, I think, more than any other slasher franchise. So it, it would be tricky to see how they would do it down the road. I think at some point they'll get that itch, right? You know, whether it's a decade or, or earlier or longer, but, but they'll get the itch at some point when they feel like it's time again to bring them back. It'll just be interesting to see where that thought process is. And maybe just as a safety net, you keep that, that daughter or that granddaughter alive, just so you can say down the road, you've got the, um, the bloodline at least. How would you feel if they actually, if they rebooted and did what they were originally planning to do? Like what if they like Halloween three style? What if they just started making a Halloween movie every year and just made it different things based on at Halloween time? I think, uh, I think it would have worked had they done that initially. I know people were mad early on that Michael wasn't in that third one, but I think had they stuck to their guns, they could have eventually looped back and done some Michael ones here and there. But now, now it's so tough just because he's, he's the face of the franchise. You know, it's, it's hard to do that now. I think you would have to kind of package it so, so differently to make that work. Um, And I think you're going to get people even more pissed off in the original third, right? If you threw out a Halloween (laughs) and it's not Michael, I think, uh, I think that could be a really bad uh, uh, marketing mistake. Yeah. The problem there was doing it with three. If they had done it with two, like they had originally planned on, I think people would have like picked up and then you would have gotten a bad one here or there. But it's the fact that they doubled down and did two and then they did three and people were like, well, where the fuck is he? (laughs) Yeah. We're in the age of getting a sequel to horror movies every year where the bad guy comes back. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'll see this. I mean, I'm, I'm not not excited for it. I'm still excited for it. I'm I'm majorly disappointed by how much I've seen. Yeah, you're not mad. You're just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As any good father. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, though, right? It's so hard. It's so hard to make these sequels and these reboots just because as, as fans, we've got such high expectations. And I think we really have ways that we each want to see the story play out. And at the same time, it's, you know, you get, you get younger kids nowadays that want to see the technology come into play, right? Like the, the fire and all that and the CGI. And, and then you get the guys like us who just want, you know, prosthetic work, right? I, I mean, I'm great with practical effects. I think that's all you need for a great slasher. Um, but that's, you know, that's probably a dying thought process with these films. So it's, I get it. It's tough. And then at the same time, that's why I always say we need a rich or we need new ones. We need new, we need new killers, new slashers to follow. But then you also get the itch, man. You want to see the old ones. You miss them. You want to bring them back. You kind of figure out the best way to bring them back. And I think with Michael, it's, they did the best they could with it, right? They got Carpenter back on board. They got Jamie Lee back on board, but it's, it's just hard to like make it make sense. And it's hard to ask your audience to forget about, installments in a movie especially when you've got the same cast right she was there in two she was there in seven so it's hard to go back and say you know what just pretend all that didn't happen let's just pretend we're going from one again that's that's it's it's a tough ask uh yeah and it's like h2o existing also makes people compare this to that like we've already had a reboot where we've forgotten all the other movies and saw an older jamie lee curtis take on michael myers again yeah now you're just redoing that again and going, but they're not brother and sister this time. It's like, no offense. The ending of H2O was better than the end of 2018. <laughs> like, it was, I don't know how you can really top that because it's just, it's such, it's such the perfect way to end a franchise like this. Because when you kill somebody in a, in a slasher, it's always like, well, how are they going to come back? Right. Cause we always expect that next installment. So the only way you can do it, is to just chop their fucking head off, right? Yeah. So it was just, they had really thought it through. They're like, we, we're going to end this. What's the best way we can do it? And just to see that ending there where they finally like lock eyes, right? Where he's trapped between the trees or it's, it's the ambulance in the tree, right? Yeah. And uh, they kind of meet eyes and they reach out hands and she pulls back and she takes the ax right to his head and it rolls and you cue music. And for me, it's just, the if you've got to end it, that's the way you do it. Because there's no one left going, well, what about this? What about that? As a, as a true fan of the franchise, you go, yes, that's like the perfect exhale moment of they, they did it. They ended it the right way. There's, there's no getting around that. Unless, of course, you pretend that Michael crushed some guy's larynx and, and put his mask over him and blah, 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 right? And so it's, that's, oh, I just hate resurrection so much. I'm not going to go down that path. But it, it, for me, like, it's so hard to, to end a franchise. So I'm so interested on how they're going to end this one when they really had it perfectly with H2O and they decided to keep going. I don't think they'll be able to 
they won't top it. You can't top that. Like that is one of the best movie endings, which is funny because it's not even that. It's not like it's not even the best movie in the franchise. No, no, it's not. No. <laughs> it's just, but they, it's just, it just works. And it's so with slashers, it's it's hard to make it flow correctly and and kind of end correctly to where you can really say like this is it. Like we did it. We accomplished our storyline, which they did. They came full circle with one, two, and seven, and. It, it makes sense, which is so hard to do in these worlds, especially years down the road, right? Because they didn't know they were going to make up H2O when they were making one and two, but to come full circle like that and make it work, to have it make sense and just kind of bookend them properly and then just shit all over that with eight. I, mean, it's, I don't, you know, I guess money talks at the end of the day, but it was it was such a nice ending to a, a decent movie. I mean, it's, H2O is not the best, like you said, but the ending is just, it's to me, you know, you start it and you end it the same way. It's, it, that was like a thing of beauty to me when I had seen it. I do like the feel of that entire movie, though. Like, I love the opening. And I love, like, from the second she, like, kicks them out and then smashes the, the gate control, the whole rest of the movie is perfect from there, except for LL Cool J magically. <laughs> yeah. and, and so that, so H2O starts with Mr. Sandman, which two ends with, and then it ends with the theme song or the, you know, the score, which, you know, is, is in one. So it, it does, there are pieces to it that works so well. And I get like, you know, we get the Josh Hart and Michelle Williams and all that stuff going on. It's, it's the Dawson's Creek thing happening in the middle, which isn't perfect, but you believe that storyline, I think a lot more than you do 2018 because it, it does make more sense. It makes sense that she would be this, this like borderline alcoholic, right. Who's always worried about him because she knows it is her brother and he has a reason to come back for her. And, um, you know, it's, it's the 20th anniversary. So, so much just kind of, it ties in together and it works, it works really well, which is again, so, so difficult to do when you're looking at things down the road and trying to piece back together, you know, what can we pick up from here to have it make sense? It really did like cohesively. It really worked. Well, and also it is better from a fan point of view of seeing the character and going, Oh, like she definitely has PTSD, but I mean, she's, she's made her, she's made something of herself. She has a kid. She's the like, principal of a private school like she's mm-hmm. trying to move on with her life and even though she's still dealing with this trauma and then in 2018 it's like she has done nothing but relive this trauma for her entire life and kind of made it the whole like focal point of her life which yeah and i i buy her more with the ptsd as opposed to like a doomsday proper right i think she sells it more in h2o than she sells it in 2018 it's more believable well, especially after 40 years, it's like you wouldn't have given up on that after 40 years. Like, just he's a random guy, right? At that yeah. point, if he's a random guy, it was just a, a horrible incident you had as a, as a teenager. And if you're that fucked up about it, like I said, move away, move out of fucking <laughs> Illinois, go to, go to yeah. California, go to fucking, you know, where, which she does in H2O, right? She yeah. changes her name. She moves away. Yeah. Michael can still read somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's such, I, I love Michael just because of, of, they never teleport him in the movies like they do with Jason so often where, I mean, like someone's running through the woods and he's suddenly just in front of them out of nowhere. And he's just always been so just calculated with every move. And I like that. I think, you know, I don't want to see how you mentioned how he's just more um, attack mode in this one, as you will. But there's a, something about his, his pacing and his kill style, like in those earlier ones, right? Where he's just... He's just, you know, strangling. He's just got like a, an eerie sense about him as opposed to just, you know, I'm just ripping out. I'm squashing heads with my feet and I'm carving people into jack lanterns and stuff like that. And also, like, look at how much he got injured in 2018. I mean, he gets stabbed a few times. He gets a couple of his fingers blown off. He gets shot in the neck by, by Lori's daughter. And then he's set on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, how much more damage is he going to take? And, and like, in, there's two more movies where there's damage for him to be inflicted in. Like, he's a senior citizen. <laughs> he is, right? He is at this point. Oh, man. Yeah, because, I mean, in the original, he's he's not shot till the end. Yeah. He's not touched until the end of the fucking movie. Yeah. And then Laurie starts stabbing the shit out. <laughs> he also has one eye. Like, Yeah, that, I mean, I guess that's true. He does get the sewing needle to the neck at one point and he is stabbed a couple times Six gets the, hang- the hanger to the eye and yeah like what is he doing he must be fucking just 
busting out reps at nighttime. <laughs> like <the> one's looking. <laughs> he's on so much meth at this point. He's doing the Sarah Connor on his fucking bed. <laughs> oh, how great would that be? Just fucking pulling out <laughs> reps. <laughs> just seeing him doing like, yeah, doing some dips like on his bed in the cell. He's got a dead body tied around his ankles for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. At the end of the day, we're going to see this. I am still excited about it. I'm still going to keep my expectations high. Um, from a storyline perspective, I do. I, I am curious to what they're going to do, how they're going to make it work to go into the third, because we know we're getting a third. Um, I'm, you know, it's it's hard to live up to the original. I, I get that. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to go in, you know, optimistic and, and hope for the best. You know, it's not like watching Rob Zombies for me, which I, I strongly dislike. I'm going to go in open-minded. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be ready. And let's see what they do. If it's a, if we've already seen already kill based on the trailer, that's going to be really disappointing. Let's hope that it's not that. Um, but what can I say? Like having this layoff from Michael Myers, seeing him, you know, a few years later, uh, I immediately got, got psyched up. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready to see him in action again. Yeah, I am. I very much am excited and hoping to see a, almost empire strikes back level cliffhanger at the end of this movie. Like this has to end on some sort of big, what the fuck just happened moment. And you saying that here's what I hope they don't do. Okay. So they say at the beginning of 2018, you know, they're not related, blah, blah, blah. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Cause they don't say that in the original, but I hope in this one, they don't say, you know what? Yeah. Turns out they are related. Right? Right. I hope they don't try to like spin that back in. They're like, oh, that's why he is after me. And it's like, let's not, let's not go that route. Let's, but, but are they going to weave something in? Are they going to tie together why he is after her? Because we still technically don't know in this series, you know, why he's, he feels the need to continue to chase this woman down. Because he doesn't, because he isn't. <laughs> She just keeps putting herself in harm's way. <laughs> she just keeps jumping in front of him going, why are you after me? Why are you after me? Like, yeah. Who is this lady? Get out of my way. I'm after the teenagers. <laughs> I've been trying to do grocery shopping for like 50 years and you keep jumping in front of me. That'd be great. If she's like, don't you want me no more? And he's like, you're too old for me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, that was our thoughts on this trailer. Uh, Sam will definitely have to come back on and do a review of the movie after it comes out. Definitely wrap back around and see, see what our thoughts were on this. Uh, yeah. I think, um, you know, I know you do one movie per episode, but we should do something one time where we just kind of review the entire franchise as a whole might be a good, you know, a good conversation absolutely. as opposed to trying to do every single one individually. It could be, could be a good conversation. And we brought a lot of H2O into this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd love to, we did a, we did a ranking of, a the Friday the 13th franchise. So we can do something like that for Halloween. I'd love to do that, but yeah, we hope you like this. Uh, we'll try to do this again with more trailers. There's now that there's tons of movies coming out um, before we go, Sam, why don't you plug your show again? Tell everyone where they can find you and uh, maybe what, what episodes you got coming up. Yeah. Sounds great. So I am the slash city podcast. You can find me pretty much where you find any other podcast, uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, um, any other ones you're listening to, you can find me on there. We just dropped pieces was our last episode. Uh, not the, uh, the best slasher, but we've got some good commentary on it. The next one we've got coming up is the house on sorority row. We're going to finish up the golden age. We're finishing up 1984. We'll be jumping into the, uh, the straight to VHS series here within the next month or two. Um, talking child's play, uh, a lot of the, uh, the sequels to the franchises and things like that. So looking forward to it, looking forward to having you back on. We're going to do the uh, slumber party massacre part two with you. That'll be a lot of fun. I know you also want to be on for Jason lives when we hit part six. Yeah. Um, but thanks for having me on again. It's always a pleasure to be on with you, Josh. I had a lot of fun. I'm always up for talking, talking slashers. Hell yeah, dude. And I'm down for whatever. I definitely want to come in for Halloween four. That's like my favorite horror movie of all time. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got oh, it. Halloween four. Uh, Donald Pleasance is so great. Yeah, but hell yeah, buddy! I'm so happy you're back. I've, I've missed your show. I've missed having you on the podcast. We're gonna do so much great stuff together. And if yeah, you, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. If you haven't listened to Sam's show, go back and listen to. He's got some. I would say some, but all of his episodes are great. But I mean, there might be some movies maybe you've never heard of. But start off with the ones you have, and then and move into the ones because uh, 
Sam really knows his shit and <laughs> he's very entertaining. But uh, yeah, you can follow this show. We are FMBM Podcast on Twitter. We are FMBM, the number four and the letter U on Facebook and Instagram. You can find our merchandise on our Threadless store, fmbn.threadless.com. We will be back on Friday with another episode. Uh, I am Josh. <laughs> and I'm Sam. And this is the Four Nerds Binders Podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>